it, it is always a splendid thing when I choose right at the very opening moment to grab the camera and say, hey, man, look at this. <laughs> oh, good morning to you. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 9050989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Um, I've been looking at this civil suit. Besides all the stuff you've already heard about it, um, there, there's a few other things in there. Because this is a preview of four additional left-wing criminal prosecutions, left-wing judges, and left-wing juries to come. All on charges that would never have been filed if Trump had either not run for president or if he'd been a leftist. And yet here we are. And the E. Jean Carroll case for me is the most baffling of all of them. Now, see, I can tell you that at 7 p.m. on January the 12th, 2015, I had a heart attack. It was a bad heart attack. I remember that because it was a big pivotal moment in my life. I can tell you some other things I've done at specific times that have been important things in my life. If I were a female and I had been raped, I would have thunk in my logic-based mind that I would remember the time, date, year, location, what color was the ceiling, what kind of light bulb was it in that light in that lamp over there. I think I would have remembered a lot of details. But, you know, not E. Jean Carroll. She doesn't remember the year. She doesn't remember the place. Three decades ago, a lot of observers have pointed out the dozens of bizarre inconsistencies in her little story. And some of them are exculpatory for Mr. Trump. And it was never clear what the preliminaries were that supposedly led both allegedly willing to retreat together to a department store dressing room where, see, here's my first thought. If if you're raping someone in a dressing room, I kind of think there would be some noise. There wasn't. Nobody reported anything. Nobody busted in there and saved E. Jean Carroll from that. Because, you know, I mean, Trump says, I, I've never even met the lady. And it came forward decades post-facto and only after Trump was running for and then became president. Now, he was, a, you know, he was a billionaire real estate developer prior to all of that stuff. He had his own TV show. He'd been in movies. He'd, he'd done a lot of things. And none of that was deemed worthy enough to go after him until he became president. Carroll sued him for battery, but well after the statute of limitations had expired, thus the case seemed defunct. But then they passed a law where she could do it in New York. <laughs> And uh, her her claims of defamation injuries arise in part from being fired from her advice column job at Elle magazine. She seems like the perfect one to give advice, doesn't she? You know, women power, that kind of thing. What, you were raped three decades ago and never pointed it out to anybody until they became president? What are the odds of that happening with any particular rapist at any given time, E. Jean? She claimed that the sharp denials and the ad hominem retorts led her career and reputation to ruin. But an advice column for anyone at 76, that does not seem such a rare occurrence. And the absence of a salary job for four years in one late 70s does not seem to equate to an $83 million hit. And 
the very magazine that cut her loose said that's not why we fired her. <laughs> In 2022, they had the Adult Survivors Act that was passed by the New York legislature. It also post facto established a 12-month window beginning from six months from the signing of the bill that permitted survivors of long-ago alleged sexual assaults to suddenly sue their accused long-ago perpetrator regardless of the previous statute of limitations. So, <laughs> and we, you know, we all know about Reed Hoffman. He, he, he threw some bucks in there so she could get, get a lawyer and everything else. So, I, I would love to know how many other people have come forward since then, since that bill got passed in 2022, and have taken advantage of that. Uh, uh, where you could you could sue somebody for something that happened to you decades ago, way after the statute of limitations had expired. This uh, the, the 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 bill was introduced by Senator Brad Hoylman Dash Saigon, known to be another Trump antagonist, and most interestingly, Hoylman Dash Saiga had introduced and had passed another Trump targeted bill that, that Trust Act empowered particular federal congressional committees to access New York State's once sealed tax returns of high-ranking government elective officials like Trump. <sighs> that was a green light for the anti-Trump members of Congress to obtain legal access to his tax returns. So, you know, looking at the New York legislature, okay, where I, I get it. You guys loved Trump till he came down the escalator, though. Admit it. You thought when when you thought he was with you, you loved him. But now, since he's come out there and blown the cover off of everything, well, that's bad. That's bad. And if you just left him alone, you know he would have run the country, probably left center. If you just left him alone, when he when he was elected, if you just left him alone, but he didn't. You, you didn't. So. These targeted statutes, they, they were designed to make Trump's prior legally unactionable behavior become quite legally actionable. And he's going to be getting this all summer and fall because he's got Alvin Bragg and Letitia James and Jack Smith and Fannie Willis all synchronized for the maximum effect. And he will again face big left-wing big city prosecutors, judges and juries on charges that are politically driven. Do you remember the nearly $375,000 federal fine leveled at an exempt Obama for only, but only five years after his 2008 effort to avoid identifying all of the names of the contributors to his campaign? He didn't pay that. And for the left, the stakes grow higher and higher as Trump closes in on the Republican presidential nomination and thus becomes the hope of half the country to end the Biden madness. Now, Alvin Bragg is going, he, I, I would love to know where it says you can't pay somebody something to not say something. If, if there's such a law, I would love to know what it is. And uh, since it's already passed the statute of limitations once again, Jack Smith, is that the documents thing? That's the documents thing, isn't it? Fanny Willis, she's going down in flames right now as we speak. They're getting ready to subpoena her in the uh, Georgia legislature. Special committee's being rung up to put it there. Letitia James, well, she she's riding high right now with her NRA uh, shenanigans going on. But as I sit here and I look at all this stuff, the, 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 there's one thing that 
becomes abundantly clear when you've got three out of five coming out of New York. There's going to be, and I mean, even in the E. Jean Carroll case, he was not allowed to show any sort of defense in any way, shape, or form. They made a big deal about him leaving the courtroom during closing arguments. I would have done the same thing. Saves me the trouble of having to go to jail for jumping over the bench and beating up the smug judge. So Trump's going to have to stay calm and give no opening to the legion of hostile prosecutors. And he has to conduct a nonstop campaign against Biden and Nikki Haley for a little while longer. And he has to fight to keep his name on various state ballots. This is not even the extra legal efforts of the Steel Fusion GPS, uh, you know, the Russian disinformation, all that stuff of the Clinton, you know. We're all beyond that. The legal system has gone partisan. It has gone rogue. And Trump's going to have to soldier on. He has to stay controlled amid the tsunamis and not play into the hands of these people. And uh, they recognize him for what I recognize him for. That he's the 11th hour hope. Not the full solution, mind you, but it's a shove in the right direction. And they can't handle that. So they've made a mockery of American law and customs and traditions to do this. And they're doing it while we all watch. And please continue to watch. We're going to take another look at E. Jean Carroll, which for me, I haven't really taken that much of a look at her. But we're going to look into her life. Because you can find out a lot about what motivates somebody to do some of the things they do just by looking at their life. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. The the whole E. Jean Carroll thing, the whole not knowing when it happened is the part that is just just makes me furrow my huge brow. The GS Plumbing Talk line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. Streaming on every known platform known to man and a few others that we don't know about just yet. Now if you remember, um, in the first uh, Crocodile Dundee movie, they said, when were you born? He said, well, when I, you know, he said, in the springtime, you know, that, that's what this sounds like. When did this happen? During the spring collection. What, what year was this, Eugene? I, I don't remember. Now, this only came to light. She never reported this to the cops, right? Never. This first came out. As an excerpt in her book, What Do We Need Men For? A Modest Proposal. And she accused him of raping her in 2019. She filed the first of two lawsuits against him. Lawsuits. And Trump, and wouldn't you have to prove it? 
Wouldn't there have to be some 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 sort of proof beyond? Yes, I remember uh, we were talking, and 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 he took me in there, and he pulled the curtains, and 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 then it happened. It happened. It, and when did this happen? What time of day was it? What, what time of year was it? What was the year? What month was it? What you know? What date? I don't remember. How do you remember all these details, but you just don't even remember what time it was? How do you? How? How? But anyway. Trump got out there and he just said it never happened. And that led Carroll to sue him for defamation when he was still president because he said it didn't happen. <laughs> and she filed a second lawsuit against him in 2022, accusing the former president of rape and defamation for social media posts where Trump denied the allegations and accused her of promoting a hoax and a lie. She was able to sue Trump over the rape accusation, despite it being past the statute of limitations, due to the passage of a law in 2019, which I just told you, the adult, whatever they call that particular act, uh, file a one-time civil case despite the expiration of the statute of limitations. Now, Trump was never criminally charged with sexual assault as the statute of limitations had expired. So they found him liable for sex sexual abuse, though not rape, and awarded Carol $5 million in judgment. And the jury said Carol hadn't proven that Trump raped her. And listen, I'm, you know, I'm an adult. I've been around a while. <laughs> and the jury said, uh, you know, said that. So Carol's recently wrapped case sought more than $10 million for damage to a reputation stemming from Trump's comments in 2019 when he was still president. They awarded her $18.3 million in compensatory damages and $65 million in punitive damages. So to punish him. That's why they did that. More than, more than she wanted. That'll show him That'll show that Trump. Now, amid the trial, her attorney told U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan that Trump was heard remarking the trial was a witch hunt and really is a con job. And he said, Mr. Trump has a right to be present here. That right can be forfeited if he's disruptive and if he disregards court orders, if he can't control himself. Now, amid all of these court proceedings previous remarks Carol has made that raise concerns about her recounting, including her 2019 interview on CNN, where she argued most people view rape as sexy. <laughs> uh, she told Anderson Cooper, I think most people think of rape as being sexy. I, I have to admit that's one I've never heard before. And Trump have argued, he, he argued his hands were tied amid the trial as they barred some evidence from being shown to the jury, including the Cooper interview. And Trump said last week that the CNN interview would totally exonerate him from a decades-old accusation. And uh, the judge presiding over the case also barred Trump's legal team from arguing he didn't sexually assault Carol or that she fabricated her account of the assault, or that she had any motive to do so. And Kaplan ruled that the case would not be a do-over of the case last year when Trump was found liable for sexual abuse, but not criminally charged with sexual assault. And, let's see, uh, Donald Trump is not allowed to call his accuser E. Jean Carroll a nut job, so we can do it for him, one ex-user posted this month. 
See, all of this transcript is going to be, it's going to be appealed and it's going to go out there and they're going to pull this transcript apart at the seams. And, uh, you know, everything the judge said that was not going to be admissible, they're going to find that this was, you know, a travesty. <sighs> she said in her memoir, which, why would she have a memoir? I don't have a memoir. I'm not going to have a memoir. I'm not going to write a book about, well, let me tell you about my life. It was so gripping. She said that in 1995 or 1996, she saw Trump in a Bergdorf, Bergdorf Goodman store in Manhattan where she claims the two exchanged shopping banter before he attacked her in the dressing room in the store's lingerie department. Later, that was clarified to the spring of 1996. The department store previously confirmed it had no surveillance footage to prove or disapprove attack, the attack. So I guess they're just sitting there going, yeah, I shop here all the time. I come here for the sock garters, you know. And then he takes a look around, you know, like the, like the evil one he is, and then attacks her in the lingerie department dressing room. Where not, you know, you, you would think there'd be nothing but women there that would notice that. And you would think there would be somebody sat there that saw them go in there together. Nobody saw that. <sighs> then there's the Donna Karen dress. Uh, she was forced to change her story about her dress. Uh, when Donna Karen said that that dress hadn't been made or manufactured until long after the date in question. So the Monica Lewinsky type gambit failed. And there was also zero evidence on the dress, despite all the threats and all this hoax run and funded by political operatives. And she uh, described the account, account, according to Trump, as uh, as a fight and she had not been raped. So, they also uh, looked at parallels between Carol, Carol's allegations and an episode of Law & Order Special Victims Unit, which included a plot line where a character discussed role-playing a rape fantasy in Bergdorf, Bergdorf excuse me, Goodman. And Carol said during last year's trial she was aware of the 2012 episode but had not seen it. What? Um... I was not aware of it, and I'm, I'm pretty aware. And Trump has repeatedly denied this, and uh, one of Carol's attorneys said he had the biggest microphone on the planet he used to tear her reputation to shreds. Well, uh, if you're going to get out there and do that nonsense, <laughs> you might have your reputation tattered. You might be an idiot if you do that. So that's her thing. That is her thing that she's all upset about. Coming up next, we're going to be talking to Michael Letts from investusa.org. Probably going to be something about the border. The border is the big thing right now, in addition to all the other big things. There's so many big things. So many big things. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. 
We are streaming every way known to man that counts. Joining me now from investusa.org is Michael Letts. Good morning, sir. Morning, Bill. Always a privilege. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yes, sir. What do you make of the Senate version of the immigration reform bill that uh, the murder turtle is trying to push around right now? That Langford got re- he's re- he's very upset about the way it's being misrepresented. Uh, what do you think about it? I don't I don't think it's being misrepresented at all, Bill. I mean, here's what the Democrats are experts about. Do they recognize now that the American people are totally fed up? with this immigration system. It's not just the inconvenience. It's determining and jeopardizing their families and the future of their children. So I think the Biden administration now realizes that as bad as they want open immigration, they're going to have to do something to appease the American people. And that's where the Democrats are so good at it. They make it look like they're doing something when they're actually doing nothing. What they're going to actually do is allow for legally 5,000 immigrants a day to come across the border and be processed. Now, that's 5,000 a day times 30 uh, a month. That's 150,000 people. Now, you remember, you say, well, the peak was 300,000. Yeah, that was the peak in December, but typically averages between 2, 250, 275. Right. So they're going to get what they're looking for anyway. They're going to get at least 150,000 now. Legally, nothing you can do about it. Can't do a thing about shipping them back. They're going to be in here permanently. Once they're in here permanently, that means they're going to be granted citizenship and asylum. And so they're ultimately going to achieve their objective. This is where Speaker Johnson and Donald Trump and others have a valid point. Don't take a bad deal that actually codifies and makes it legal what it is we're trying to reject. And that's exactly what the Senate is trying to do. They're trying to say, look, give us all this money for Ukraine. And quite frankly, the American people don't support that anymore. They realize that you're spending billions in Ukraine and you can't take care of our Border Patrol agents. You can't take care of our veterans. You can't take care of our first responders. No thanks. I mean, money needs to stay here, first of all. But that's what the Senate Democrats want. Give us all this money for Ukraine. Give us some money for Israel. And here's what we're going to do in return. Instead of giving you what you want, shutting the borders down and securing, beginning to find all these illegal immigrants, secure our borders, find out whether they're criminals, whether they're terrorists, and ship them out if they are. No, we're not going to do any of that. What we're going to do is we're going to allow 5,000 a day to come in legally now. And you're going to grant amnesty to them so that they can become voters and that they can make sure that they push forward the Democratic agenda. That's not a deal for us at all, Bill. I mean, that's an insult, quite frankly. Yeah. And it frustrates me that we have senators on the Republican side that are that naive, that can be duped, and to say, wow, look at what I got for you. You didn't get anything for me. I mean, I'd rather have the 250000 a month coming across than to make 150000 of them legal so there's nothing we can do about it down the road. That's just a very poor choice. Oh, yeah. Now, um, you know, how many of these guys, what kind of a bubble do they exist in where they think this is actually going to pass muster? Well, here's what they're hoping for. And, and you got to give them credit, Bill. In the past, the American people really didn't care. They really were what I would call woke, okay, in this sense. They didn't pay attention. They read the headline. You remember the mainstream media is all too anxious to help the Democratic cause. So what is the headline? Oh, border crisis solved. 
passing legislation to deal with immigration. That's all they would have said in the past, and America would have said, oh, great, problem off the plate, let's move on to the next one. Now they're beginning to say, no, 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 what do you mean by that? What are we getting? And this is where it becomes frustrating to the Democrats because they can only push through something with a fancy title that does absolutely nothing for us. Right. Well. <laughs> They're in trouble, Bill. I, yeah, I know. I, I'm just, see, I keep waiting for, like, I, I don't want to know what it is where the murder turtle, he will get up there in front of the, the cameras, and sometimes, you know, he just freezes up there, has a vapor lock for a minute. Yeah. But it, well, whenever he wants to propose work. some of this nonsense, he can talk just fine all day long. <laughs> just fine all day long. That's what ir- irritates me the most about the murder turtle. That, that's well, that's a, is that, dis- is that disrespectful of me to call him the murder turtle? No, it depends on which one you're talking about. Uh, Mitch yeah, McConnell. I could call no, him a cocaine Mitch. <laughs> no, you, you're hitting the nail right on the head, yeah. uh, quite, quite frankly. It's just, it is amazing, as you just said, that when it comes to issues to where they get power, you say, well, what's in it for Mitch? Why would he do that? He knows he doesn't have the influence that he wants to have. So he has to cut deals with Chuck. And Chuck. he's going to sell anybody's mother or his own mother down the queue if it means getting what he wants. And that's what he's been doing all along. That's not the kind of leadership we need in the U.S. Senate. You know, Chucky Schumer, I know his holster maker. <laughs> Every time you see Chucky Schumer, Chucky's wearing a shoulder holster. Yeah, every time, every time. So I mean, that's uh, you know, it's always fun to you know watch that guy. And I I know all the inside baseball on him and guns. So you know, one day one day I'll reveal the real reveal that. Does he know how to use it? That's the question, Bill. Uh, well, he knows how to wear it. Nobody calls him on it. You know, I've all, I, every time I've ever looked at him, I've always been, dude, you, can't you afford to get your jacket cut? But no, he, it is cut. It's cut so it hides that big shoulder holster. There's no telling what he's wearing, though. Yeah. Who knows? I, I don't, don't think he knows how to use it or what to do with it. Well, he probably doesn't know how to use good. it the way you would. I mean, I'm sure you're <laughs> sure. But, uh, but it makes him feel good. I guess. Plus, he's he's one of the he's one of the one of the special people in New York that gets yeah. carry again. That's why I said it makes you feel good. It makes you feel like he's special. Yeah, uh, he's special, all right, but uh, kind of in the um, mentally handicapped special category. The the well, but the bad part is I'm almost certain that Mitch McConnell doesn't carry a gun. No, or if right he does, he, he forgets to put it on there. He forgets to put no. it on. So. Mitch McConnell, half the time, I'm beginning to think, doesn't know where he's at, unless it's for something directly for his benefit. Then he quickly becomes alert. That would be a that would be a, a, a funky time to have him and Joe in the same room, trying to figure out where they were, who they are, and where they're going. That would be some fun <laughs> stuff. Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Let's, he runs something called investusa.org, and with this, he has given well over 11,000. I've been doing this for so long saying that it's probably closer to 12,000, probably yeah, more than 12, yeah, 12,000 yeah. uh, protective vests, law enforcement, and their canine counterparts, and his goal is to give them out to all of them if they can't get them. So investusa.org is the website. He also writes at AmericanThinker.com. Thank you for joining me this morning, sir. 
Thank you, Bill. God bless. Look forward to doing it again because things are heating up as the weeks go by. Every five minutes they're heating <laughs> up. Every five minutes. So I, I know that you're uh, – when we come back, I know the question now is uh, just how stupid are the people of New York that are on these juries? I'm going to tell you how these juries are actually pulled together. A little inside baseball on that one. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. You know, sometimes the best plans are the ones you don't plan. (laughs) So uh, joining me now uh, is, he he represents the 10th district in the state of South Carolina. His name is uh, Thomas Beach. Good morning, sir. Hey, good sir, Mr. Bill. This is our very first time we ever talked, and so thank you for uh, letting me call in uh, for just a minute. Yes, sir. Um, I I wanted to... to, uh, ask for your help and ask for the listeners help on an issue so last year during the constitutional carry bit, uh, debate on the the, the house side right. uh, and we did pass constitutional carry but there was an issue that I had and I if, if memory uh, serves me correctly it was sex, section 16 now there was language that if you were guilty of a misdemeanor you law enforcement can come in and take your weapons and the rub was that how the the words in the the bill said if you uh uh were to serve time for a year uh you would lose your 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 gun but in south carolina some of these misdemeanors uh can can go up to three years right and there's a lot of different uh, uh misdemeanors where uh you shouldn't be losing your guns over. And so I put an amendment to remove that section so that, you know, some sometimes we, you know, make the dumbheaded mistake to, to jaywalk or whatever, but you right. shouldn't be losing your guns over. And uh, unfortunately, the Republicans voted down my amendment and kept the language in, 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 in the bill. So the bill passes to the House. I have no idea where it is right now. I know it's in the Senate, and they're, right now they're debating that. But I would love for your listeners to call their state senators and to say, hey, listen, is that language still in the bill? Or if it is, can you get it out of there? We shouldn't be losing our guns for a misdemeanor. Now, Senator Rex Rice, I was in a text chat with him last week about this, and I asked him about that very thing. And he said that had been uh, stripped on the Senate. Okay, that's good. Right. But I mean, right. uh, my my question would become: Who put that in there? Who put who put that little that that sounds like a Democratic little uh, trope to throw in there to me? Well, you know what I've learned. You know, for example, last year I in a public safety bill, I'm the one who found the language where they would give illegal aliens occupational license. Okay. That was and that went through the committee process. And I'm like, did anybody read this bill? Am I the only one reading this? Because that's that's very unfair to the American families and the American workers. And uh, and I brought attention to it, and they're like, well, yeah, that's probably a bad idea, and they took care of it. I took it out, but I, you know, legislators, you, you're getting paid. Go go earn your paycheck and read the book bills. Well, so, I'm, I'm going to make I'm going to make an offer to you because, and I've made this to every politician I've ever come across. 
And I will tell you why I make this offer to politicians, Senate and representatives alike. Because when it comes to a Second Amendment issue, no offense, sir, but most of your colleagues there are, are woefully uninformed and a lot ignorant about everything going on out there. All you got to do is look at what happened with Ohio. Go look at the Ohio crime statistics after they passed permitless carry. And everybody there would be running forward if it was about preventing crime. But that's all beside the point. I have access to resources you can't believe when it comes to that argument. And people that I can bring to the forefront if you guys would actually take the time to listen to somebody besides yourselves. Well, amen to that. I I do want to say real quickly, though, that I am a conservative because I want to conserve... Yep. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. And the American Conservative Union has rated me as 100% on conservative excellence. I'm one of the uh, few legislators that actually can uh, vote on or how he campaigns. So I, I do want to do what, what we can and uh, make sure that government's out of the way and that you guys are we're free people. Sure, absolutely, and I, I appreciate that and everything. The biggest problem that I see with, uh, and I, I wish you'd called in earlier because we don't have a lot of time in this segment, but you should call back another time or you should get my you should get with my guy, uh, Maestro, here before before you drop off and give me a number I can get in touch with you at because there's a lot, there's a lot of things we could talk about if you wanted to. I would love to. Uh, send me to your Maestro and then we'll we'll do that. Very good. We'll do that. So, Maestro, you go ahead and take that over, and you get his information if you would be so kind. And, uh, yeah, I'd seen the misdemeanor thing out there, and uh, one of the few senators I sort of trust is Rex Rice, right? Because I can't, I, you know, I, I, Larry Martin, who he replaced, we got such an upgrade with Rex Rice. Got such an upgrade, so... But, yeah, I, I saw that stuff. With it. The misdemeanor thing is uh, they're always attempting to make more and more lists of prohibited people. And that's just another list. The more lists they have, the more prohibited people they have. They can take away your gun rights. They will. They will. And the other thing about that is that, you know, this is just a permitless carry is a acknowledgement of what the Second Amendment means. A permitless carry means they're actually looking at it at the second amendment as a right and not a privilege that they bestow when that happens then we we're getting government back on our side that's just my thought on that one we'll get into the whole uh, idiotic juror thing in just a minute that when we get back this is news talk 98.9 word the voice of the carolinas <laughs> 